is the Locked On Auburn Podcast, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast, presented by our friends at Fetch Me Delivery. Use promo code FetchMe20 for your first delivery free. I'm Zach Blackerby, joined by my good friend Michael Pappas. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm good. Uh, I'm having a pretty good day so far. Did really well in my bets yesterday. So All right. Started my day off with some Wendy's. How about that? Well, that's fantastic. Hey, all right. So yesterday, tremendous response to the, to the podcast yesterday. So we're going to keep talking a little uh, Auburn uh, Auburn guys in the Senior Bowl action. Uh, Michael, I don't know if you were able to listen yesterday, but Christian Page of CoverOne.net joined me to kind of give us a preview of all the Auburn guys during the draft. And then, of course, the two guys that will be in Mobile this week are, are already in Mobile. Marlon Davidson and Prince Tega Winogo, they measured in today and about what you would expect. Marlon Davidson, a little over 6'3", 297 pounds, good size for him. I thought he would have come in a little lower than that, so that's that's fantastic for Marlon. Then Prince Tega, 6'5", 307 pounds, so those are some uh, some big dudes. But, I mean, when you think about the extra two inches there, I mean, that's not, it's not that much more. You know, I mean, I think mm-hmm. that's more of a testament to Marlon. But both those guys are pretty lean for their size. I think the NFL is going to really like Prince Tega's size as far as, okay, you are clay and we can mold you. But Mm -hmm. some news coming out today that Prince Tega is not going to practice this week, which is a major bummer. I think that's a guy that really could have helped uh, interact with some of those scouts and and kind of perfect his technique. But I think it'll be interesting to see if that – maybe helps him because I think then the the first chance he's going to get in front of a lot of these guys, I'm assuming he will be invited to the NFL scouting combine in Indianapolis and he's going to test really, really well. And I think his testing on that front is going to be better than his one-on-one stuff. Um, just as far, cause I, I don't think his technique is super polished uh, just based on what we've seen in Auburn so far. I actually think that this, I mean, I, I think this hurts Tega. Quite okay. a bit. Um, I, I think this would have been a really good opportunity for him to get out there against some some other, I mean, maybe not super top-notch, but some some very good other senior competition and yeah. show his, his coachability and show his, I, I don't want to say improve, but show how much he can improve just throughout one week and, and show some things that he does well to to those coaches at the Combine. Like you said, he measured in incredibly well. Um, it does make me a little uncomfortable that they caught this knee injury in his physical, mm-hmm. right? That's what I, I mean, that's a little strange that he, I mean, I, I guess the assumption would be that he didn't know about it already and then they caught it in the physical. Well, he's been nicked up throughout, you know, the two years starting at Auburn. I wonder if it's carryover from that. Was it from him training since being done at Auburn? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Interesting. A lot to think about. Yeah, but. So, uh, the the official thing was swelling in the knee was the okay. the reported thing. So, and it was kind of weird that was announced, and then Nagy, who who runs the Senior Bowl, was like, "Well, he's not going to tell you till the end of the week." And then, like two minutes later, it came out. Like that's a little weird, but <laughs> I think uh, I, so. So really, all of, all of Auburn's focus now is on Marlon Davidson, not mm-hmm. uh, not Jalen Hurts' dual helmet that the rest of the world is really infatuated by. Um, I saw, I think it was Dan Wetzel tweeting was like, this is ridiculous. Are we going to do this for every player that transfers? 
And a lot of people replied, and we're like, who cares? <laughs> yeah, I mean, good for them. They got him a, a custom helmet. Oh, I'm not mad at Jalen. <laughs> I know. I'm mad at everyone saying, like, this is important and you need to know about it. But, hey, we're, I mean, we're talking about it, so it's just stupid. It is so dumb. The helmet, it's, the helmet itself is kind of cool, though. It, it's cool because, like, they're the same colors. And so, like, it doesn't look awful. That's true. They're not the same colors. <laughs> Very similar. It's pretty close. <laughs> They're both crimson and cream, just not the same crimson and cream. It, it's, pr- it's pretty close. I'm going to say they're the same colors. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, so last week on the podcast, and uh, a few people tweeted at the show yesterday, and so you weren't here, so I didn't bring it up, but uh, I think it needs to be discussed. So this was from last week's podcast. I believe it was last Thursday's show. You and I were sitting in these very chairs. We were talking about the Auburn-Alabama basketball game and how um, how you didn't expect uh, things couldn't get any worse. So here here's... Um, Here's a brief snippet of last Thursday's show that we'll talk about it. But when you lose to Alabama, and as it should, when you lose to your rival, it should bother you. It should make you mad. And, th- and that's the case. That's what's happening. And, and I'm, th- I'm okay with it. And I think it is worth noting as a bit of a bright side that Auburn played probably the worst game that we were going to see them mm. play all year. Yes. And at the under eight timeout, they were down seven. Okay. And... I was sitting there watching, having this all faith going? in the world that they would, you know, make a run there to to tie it up. Now it was within three in the second half, and Auburn was shooting th- like thirty percent or less from the floor. Yeah, so like that's a really really good sign. Where's that was, this going? If Auburn plays a worse basketball oh, game than here that, it is. I will put a sock in a blender and drink it like a smoothie. You promise? Uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's safe to say they played worse against Florida on Saturday. I, I mean, I'm a, I'm obviously going to argue the other side here because <laughs> I'd prefer not to drink a sock. Just curious, wh- what is the argument on the other side? Uh, I think they played. Uh, I'll I'll give you just as bad, but I think they. I mean, they shot way better from the free throw line. Obviously. I thought the defense... Michael, they shot 25.5% from the floor. Yeah, which was like, I mean, a, like a little bit worse than Alabama game. But worse. Yeah. I, I thought the defense was better, especially uh, the guards playing defense. I thought they were a lot better. Uh, they didn't turn the ball over 35 times. They turned the ball over significantly less. I think they actually turned Florida over more. All right, so how do we decide this? We said it was going to be a Twitter poll. We'll put up a Twitter poll. My official take here, just as bad. Okay. So what are we doing? Three options? Was the Florida game worse? Yes, no, just as bad? (laughs) I don't know. Let's see. All right. 
I'll, I'll put it up by the end of the show when, when you're talking about something. But all right, let's turn our direction back to football for a second. One of my favorite trends about the offseason for offseason football is you see all of these reports about incoming guys, mm-hmm. incoming signees. We've already seen a few, and you see them through. Um, everybody kind of does it a little bit different. Auburn Undercover uh, has done a few. AL.com has done a few. We're about to talk about one that AL.com just did. But SEC Country did the best at this when they were a thing. But AL.com writes, um, Auburn signee Cam Riley eager to get on field at Jordan-Hare. And I love, uh, I just kind of love getting to know these guys a little bit more. And if you follow recruiting really closely, you kind of got a gist of it. But once they officially become Auburn guys and you know they kind of move forward with the process, um, I, I think it's good to get to know these guys. So Craig Stevenson with AL.com writes about uh, Riley, who you know was an All-State linebacker, went to Hillcrest Evergreen, signed with the Tigers in December. He's been committed since last summer. He's been committed for a minute, but... Just talking about how it feels like home and his process of you know why he chose Auburn and what he's doing right now to get ready to play because he wants to play as a freshman and we've talked about that in the past with with guys I mean Keith Niebers put some stuff out with Auburn undercover I mean this freshman class they want to follow this national trend of okay freshmen are getting on the field yeah absolutely I totally agree with uh, with that and I think it's great. They're hungry to play, and I think there's a very good shot that quite a few of them do get playing time. Uh, we've seen how willing Kevin Steele is to play freshman. Owen Papo last year, Smoke Monday two years ago. Uh, we've seen I mean, Marlon Davidson four years ago. And, and we've seen on offense that Gus Malzahn's willing to put whomstever he thinks is the best at whatever he needs on a certain play in the game. Um, we the receivers we know a surefire way to get on the field is to block well. Gus Malzahn loves that, and we know there's room in that receiving core for you know at least one guy, maybe more than that, to to step into a role. So we'll definitely see if any of these true freshmen can do that. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, him being a linebacker, that's going to be tougher. I mean that that path is not as pronounced just because all of the guys are coming back. But can he get on the field in special teams? Can he get on the field, you know, when, when Auburn's in a heavier package and they need to put more linebackers close to the line of scrimmage? We'll see. It's going to be tough outside of special teams for him to do that, but we'll see. Well, underrated thing to look at okay. is he can cover really well. Maybe a third down linebacker. Possibly. We saw Auburn go dime a lot in that situation, mm-hmm. so it's like, are they taking Owen Papo off the field in relevant downs? Like, probably not. But still, your point is there. And it depends on what the offense is running, right? I mean, and how well you can match personnel. Yeah, it's always interesting to see how these guys transfer their game. I mean, Riley, uh, let's see, he's 6'4", 217. So, I mean, that's a pretty tall and and skinny for that size linebacker. So, do they try him at nickel? Does he kind of do that kind of role? We'll see. Outside linebacker? Yeah, I mean, he'd have, to be. We'll, he'd have to be at 217. What about an edge? They're just... I know they're so... I, I, they're, they're usually pretty upfront of like, okay, this guy's a buck. Yeah, like a 3-4... Guy that stands up on the edge? Guy that stands up on the edge? Yeah. If he can... I mean, if he's like really good at rushing the passer or something, somehow, some way. Mm-hmm. I know that in high school, usually rushing the passer has more to do with 
you know, who's more athletic and less to do with actual technique and everything, which is why you don't see true freshmen come in and have like dominant pass rushing seasons in the NCAA. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. All right. Sweet. Um, then the, the last thing I wanted to talk about, the poll is up there now, by the way, the poll is up. So, uh, I'll retweet it from Locked on Auburn, but I originally tweeted it from uh, my account at Z Blackerby, and uh, I, I think it's important. I think it's important for you to go vote. I'm going to go vote from every account that I have access to. Which game did Auburn basketball play worse in? If you answer Florida, Couch Potato has to drink a sock well, on that's Locked not fair. on Auburn. You're, you're skewing the results. By putting well, <laughs> it's out there now. It's already out there. Oh, man. Maybe, maybe most people I are good people. for Florida. No, you didn't. <laughs> That's oh awesome. I voted for Florida, and then I was like, oh, boom, all three votes are Florida. And then I was like, wait, I don't it's want like, people no. to vote for Florida. Oh, no. What? I've if had it- a really bad day so far, and this is making it a lot better. So thank you for that. It's going to come down. <laughs> To one vote. I bet it doesn't. Up, I bet it's pretty lopsided. We're up to six votes and five of them are for Florida. Yeah. Well, there's one good person out there that don't want you to drink a sock. Oh, All no. Right. It was me from a different account. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> well, that's good. Um, from, a, from another perspective in regards to Auburn basketball, the new AP came out yesterday, shortly after we got done recording the show yesterday. But Auburn dropped from number four to number 16. Obviously, a, a terrible week for them as, you know, We've we've kind of talked about which one did they play worse than, and they were both pretty bad. I think they're going to get things going in the right direction again this week. I feel good about South Carolina at home, and I feel good about Iowa State at home. I think Auburn is better than both of those teams, and we've seen the difference between how this team plays at home and how this team plays on the road. South Carolina is going to be a scrappy team, but I think uh, I think Auburn's going to like that. I think the pace is going to be more what Auburn is comfortable with. And uh, I think first from a defensive standpoint, they're going to be able to slow uh, slow South Carolina scoring down. So I, I like that. And as far as Iowa State, I don't know. I just kind of got a feeling in my gut that I think Auburn's going to take care of business this week. I think this is a 2-0 week for Auburn basketball. Um, ESPN's Basketball Power Index gives Auburn a 90% chance to win at home tomorrow. And if you're looking to do some advanced Scouting, little advanced scouting. Iowa State hosts Oklahoma State tonight as six-point favorites on ESPN+. Plus. Okay. If you're into that, I don't don't, don't know if you are. You're into that. You're into that. I took the under. Okay. It's worth noting. It's worth noting. All right. I've uh, I've been beat up pretty bad this morning. Do you want a hug? Sure. In a second. Yeah. We're going to wrap this show up a little early. I apologize, guys. Um, tomorrow, I want to talk about Chad Morris's impact on quarterbacks. I wanted that to be the lead story, and today's was all about you um, getting that poll question up so you could drink a sock. Um, but tomorrow, it's going to be all about Chad Morris and his effect on quarterbacks based on a Josh Vitale article, and uh, we're going to chat about that. If, uh, if anyone has any recommendations on how to not die whilst drinking this sock, Let's go ahead and slip those into uh, into the, the Twitter sphere. Yeah, Uh-oh. I think that's important. We're up to 70-30 in the poll, so 
Keep letting those votes roll in for Alabama. <laughs> I cannot believe I voted for Florida. That God is awesome. America. That is awesome. All right, man. Where can people find you in here? Hey, you got a new cool daily thing that you're doing with, through uh, through ESPN 106.7. Yeah, so you can follow me on Twitter at CouchPapTato. And if you follow ESPN on Twitter or or you like the page on Facebook, I've been going live um, on there. And I think I'm going to keep doing that. I give out my... Uh, my gambling picks every day right now, heavy NCAA and NBA, went 8-4 and four yesterday, plus almost five units. So I'm getting rich if you guys want to come and get rich with me. Uh, there, are, If you don't like to uh, watch videos, then you can go. I'm putting the picks up every day at ESPNAU.com, free money Friday every day. Yes. Uh, or you can follow me in the Action Network app at Couch Potato. Excuse me. Oh, you're good, man. You're good. You follow me on Twitter at Z Blackerby. Follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Auburn. And be sure to vote in the poll. Vote Florida. So Michael vote has to, uh, to drink a sock. and Because uh, that yeah. game was just as bad. I apologize for the short, uh, the shorter edition of the show today. It's um, It's been pretty bad. I think this is one of the worst shows in the history of this podcast. <laughs> I mean, I would love. This has been another edition <laughs> of the Locked On Auburn podcast. Stick. Who's the Locked On Podcast Network? Your team every day.